0: And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Alright everybody, Gil Martin here. Welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, the Islanders fall to the Nashville Predators 4-3. This was a game the Islanders led in the third period 3-2, gave up the tying goal late, gave up the winning goal with 11.5 seconds left. We will break it down for you, and man, this team just finds more ways to break our hearts right now. Some problems to discuss, some encouraging signs as well, but uh, the Islanders need to get back in gear because right now, you know, this, this is 1-1-3 one, one, is just not going to get the job done to getting back into the playoff race, and this is a game the Islanders really could have and should have won. We'll also have a full preview of Saturday's game against the New Jersey Devils, which is the only game for the Isles this weekend, And we have a very special uh, Islanders birthday of the day, a player who is a first-generation Islander who has a son who also played for the Islanders. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to email the show. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles. <coughs> Excuse me, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, always good to interact with fans during the game, so please uh, feel free, and uh, great to uh, talk to the fans and interact and share your feelings and emotions about the New York Islanders. Four to three, but this one really was a heartbreaker, and... You know, you, you sort of break this game down, and you know the Islanders should have won it, but the problem is this team remains too sloppy in its own zone, and you know, you're up one nothing early, great goal by Austin Zarnik, his first NHL goal in a while, his first goal this year, and... Wallstrom and Bellows and Zarnik were a good line. I mean, they they had a great first period. And for the first sixteen minutes or so of that first period, the Islanders were up tempo, they were aggressive, they were playing solid Islanders style hockey. And offensively they had jump. They had emotion. It looked like, you know, hey, winning that game earlier this week against Ottawa just made them feel much more confident. Well, then you have a breakdown. Two and a half minutes left in the period, you give up a goal. And then a minute eight left in the period, another goal. I hate to single out a player, but Sebastian Ajo struggling defensively, and he is the only defenseman on this roster, you know, in the lineup right now, who didn't start, the season, in the starting lineup. Aho, a minus two in this game, only played 14 minutes and 45 seconds. No hits, two block shots, no shots on goal. Uh, Just did not have a, a very good game for the New York Islanders. And, you know, some of his mistakes led to some of these goals given up. You also look at a situation where, you know, that 14 minutes and 45 seconds for Aho would have been even less if Zidane Chara didn't have to sit out seven minutes in the first period when he went to fight to defend Aho. And I give credit to Big Z, I didn't think he should have gotten the extra two minutes, but Aho took a cheap shot, Chara came in, defended his teammate, uh, ended up, Dropping the gloves and and I don't think he was trying to bloody Yakov Trenin necessarily, but uh, got his jersey over his head and really uh, handled Trenin quite well. But the extra two minutes didn't help Islanders kill the penalty and then end up giving up the two goals late in the period. You got a a very good performance by Anders Lee on the power play. Uh, sort of an accidental play where the puck sort of just deflected to him, but Lee was in his office, he got a, a backhander away, and the game was tied at 2, and then Dobson made it 3-2. to two. And here's the thing, Noah Dobson continues to play better, and hats off on that Noah Dobson goal to Ross Johnston, who 4-checked well, got the puck behind the net, managed to get it back to Andy Green at one point, the cross-ice pass to Dobson at the other point, and bang. So you're up five minutes into the third period, 3-2. to two. You're at home, you're a defense first team, Varlamov was playing solid goal, and then the bottom falls out. And Trenin gets the tying goal on a play where, again, Ajo was just beat and, and made a mistake, and then On the winning goal, which came with 11.5 seconds left by Tolvanen, it was Andy Green who just got beat to the puck, was a step too slow, couldn't get contained. Positionally, this team's defense just had too many breakdowns, and when you have those kind of breakdowns and you're not able to score a lot of goals, you know you can't afford those kind of mistakes. If you're scoring five or six goals a game, you can afford to give you know give away goals once in a while. It's it's like Grant Fuhr, the Edmonton Oilers teams of the '80s. You know they would win a lot of games seven five, and you look at the statistics and you're like Grant Fuhr, why is he in the Hall of Fame? He gave up four goals and you know five goals in in a lot of games. Yeah. But a lot of them were when his team was already ahead 7-2 to two, and it didn't matter anymore. The Islanders need to do better because they don't have the capacity to score. Three goals for the Islanders in this game is a lot of goals for this team. And even with that, even with the power play goal, which is a reason for optimism, and the first 15 minutes or so of the first period, which were reasons for optimism... Some guys are still not getting it done. Kyle Palmieri, minus three in this game. No shots on goal. No shots on goal. Kiefer Bellows had an assist. Also, no shots on goal. Zach Parise, no shots on goal in this game. And I think we're getting to the point, and I hate to say it, where we have to start thinking Maybe it's time for Zach Parise to have a a seat and let someone else play. Plus players today, Ross Johnston, almost 12 minutes on the ice, had an assist, 8 hits in 12 minutes by far, pacing the Islanders who were a little less physical than usual, but Kiefer Bellows, 5 hits, Cal Clutterbuck, 4 hits. Those are pluses. Matthew Barzal, some great puck control, made some good plays, but overall Anthony Bevilier, snake bit right now played a hair under 11 minutes couldn't get any pucks on uh, into the net only had one shot on goal but boy did he have some chances. Uh, it, it's frustrating right now because this is a game this team needs to win should have won, but they just couldn't get the job done. We've got a lot more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we return, we will preview Saturday's game against the New Jersey Devils. Plus, we will have a special Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, Or even better than a candy bar, of course I'm talking about Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. And there are so many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. You want raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie, Built Bar will give you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers. Or, if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. You're friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little bit, and give your beverage a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it, and be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate, Taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's 15% off your order with the promo code LOCK15 at built.com. This episode is also brought to you by Stance. Stance, I'll tell you, I've gotten some items from Stance. They are so colorful, so comfortable, and you know, it's well made. I'm one of those people, I I care about how things look, but they've got to be comfortable or I don't want to wear them. This is fun to wear, it looks great, and it's absolutely soft and comfortable, and I love it. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings the atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators, For the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. So see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance well the islanders have more bouncing back to do and you know to come away empty handed in that game against nashville a big disappointment islanders and nashville played two games one of them went to a shootout the other one went down to the last 11.5 seconds but boy does this team need to get to get back into gear because ooh uh, that that loss, it just, it still stings, and it just happened. So, you know, the, that is a game they should have won, and if the Islanders end up missing the playoffs by a, a point or two, this game is going to be one of those that you point to. So their chance to bounce back will be coming up on Saturday 7 7- 30 p.m. at UBS Arena. Still looking for that first win at the new home. They'll be taking on and hosting the New Jersey Devils, a team that obviously Islander fans are very familiar with. And the Devils, as of now, 10, 9, and 5 through 24 games, one game over NHL 500. They're in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division. Now, they will play Nashville Friday. At the Rock. So they have a back-to-back. The Islanders will have one day off. Devils, 21st in the league in goals scored, 19th in goals against. And, you know, this is a team that the Islanders should do better against. I know Mackenzie Blackwood blanked them earlier this year, but that was when the Islanders were very short-handed, and now they have a chance to even the season series. The Special teams are an area the Islanders should be able to take advantage of. The power play for New Jersey, only 14.1% conversion uh, rate right now. That's 27th in the league. The PK, a little better. They're 19th with an 81% success rate. Mackenzie Blackwood is the number one goalie. He has a 2.81 goals against average, a 9.13 save percentage, and a pair of shutouts. He is five three and three now again because New Jersey is playing back to back. Check who's in goal Friday against Nashville. The other goalie will likely <laughs> be in goal Saturday. <clears throat> Excuse me, against the Islanders. Right now, Andreas uh, Janssen leads them with nine goals scored. Pavel Zaka right behind him with eight. But it's Je- uh, Jesper Bratt who has 22 points to pace the Devils, and then Dougie Hamilton back in the lineup, 15 points, including six goals. Dawson Mercer, seven goals and 15 points, and uh, Nico uh, Heischer, don't leave him out, only three goals, but 15 points, so 12 assists, that places him second on the team as of right now. We look at the line combinations. Uh, Nico Heischer is the first-line center with Zaka and Brat on either side of him. Jack Hughes is the second-line center. He is improving. Andreas Janssen and Igor uh, Sarangovich are his wingers. Dawson Mercer is the pivot on the third line. He is surrounded by Jimmy Vesey and Thomas Tatar. The fourth line, Michael McLeod centering Yanni uh, Kuokinen, and Nathan Bastion On defense, Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves are the top pairing. Damon Severson and Jonas uh, Sighaler are the second pairing. Ty Smith and veteran P.K. Suban are the third pair. The goalies, Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. Miles Wood remains on the IR. Look, right now, The Devils are playing better hockey. They ended a losing streak by beating a team that's slumping even more than they were, and that's the Philadelphia Flyers. I'll tell you, the Devils were playing better a couple of weeks ago. They're still better than they were a year ago, better than they maybe were expected to be. But this is a team the Islanders should be able to beat at home, and you know, this is the kind of game that if you want to get back into the division race and the playoff race, you've got to find a way to win. New Jersey doesn't score a lot of goals. They do have some talented mobile defensemen. We mentioned Dougie Hamilton. We know what P.K. Subban can do. Uh, You know, these are guys who are good at moving the puck and, The Islanders can't let them have room to maneuver. But the other thing is this. From an Islanders perspective, you have got to stop turning the puck over at the blue line. I mean, you know, goals where players, you know, I think about the game against Nashville. And you you give up a goal where Noah Dobson clears the puck to nobody. It goes up along the boards. The forward is a step late in getting back to the position. It's a turnover, and the puck ends up back in the net. We talked about the mistake Sebastian Aho made. Turning the puck over in your own zone is un-Islander-like. This team wins when they play smart defense, and right now that's not what they're doing. So more than anything, the offensive opportunities are starting to come. I think there are some lines. You know, the Zarnak line looked really good. Ross Johnston and Cal Clutterbuck looked good together as well. Uh, got to get guys going, though. Parise, Bevilier, uh, Bailey. These guys have got to start waking up and converting some of the opportunities they're getting. It, it, it's a tough time. And if the Islanders would have even just gotten a point... Last night against Nashville, I think this team would have felt a whole lot better than they do right now. When we come back, we'll have some thoughts about some final thoughts about last night's game, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. And it's a very special situation a first generation Islander whose son is also been playing for the New York Islanders. So, more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as the football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. Yes. BetOnline.ag will give you a 50% match on your first deposit because you are a listener of the Lockdown Islanders podcast from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. This Saturday would have been the 80th birthday of former Islanders winger J.P. Parise, the native of Smooth Rock Falls, Ontario. uh, Made a big splash. He started his career with the Boston Bruins back in 1965-66. Briefly was a member of the Maple Leafs. Played only one game in Toronto. But when expansion hits, he moves on to the Minnesota North Stars where he became a solid player, had 27 goals back in 72-73 for the North Stars, but Bill Torrey acquired JP Parise and Jude Druan in two separate deals with the Minnesota North Stars just a couple of days apart in midway through the 74-75 season and what Parise and Druan added was goal scoring, steady play and experienced leadership. In 41 games with the Islanders in 74-75, Parise had 14 goals and 30 points, and then in the long 74-75 playoff run in 17 games, 8 goals and 16 points for Parise. He followed that up with back-to-back 20-goal seasons and then had 12 goals in 39 games. So he was on pace for another 20-goal season when he was traded back to the Cleveland Barons. And uh, he finished the 77-78 season in Cleveland. Mer- that team merged with the Minnesota North Stars. And his final NHL season was 1978-79. 890 career NHL goals, two hundred thirty-eight, uh, 890 games, 238 goals. 594 points, add 27 goals and 58 points in 86 playoff games. Parise, only 5'9", 180, but tough guy, wasn't afraid to get physical when he had to, and just played smart, good hockey, and was a big addition to the New York Islanders. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. We're going to stick to the regular season this time, not going to go with the obvious one, the big goal that he scored in the 74-75 playoffs against the Rangers. This one, November 4th, 1975 at the Nassau Coliseum. The old California Golden Seals visiting the Islanders. And in this game, it was Chico Resch in goal for the Islanders. Jill Malash was the netminder for the Seals, and it was California getting on the board first. Gary Saberin, his third from Bob Gerrard and Ralph Klassen at 437. Islanders fall behind early, but the Islanders bounce back, and they bounce back quickly. The power play strikes with Mike Christie of the Seals off for hooking. J.P. Parise, our Islanders' birthday of the day, gets his third of the year. Assist to the Potvin brothers, Jean and Dennis, at 1339. It's all even. At one and one. Then Ralph Classen heads off for holding and Parise gets another power play goal. The captain, Ed Westfall, and John Potvan with the helpers this time at 1741. After one period, it was Islanders two and the SEALs one. In the second period, the Islanders shorthanded and yet Ed Westfall. Manages to score his fifth. Dennis Potvin and Lauren Henning with the helpers. Three to one Islanders. Dennis Potvin adds to it. His eighth of the year. J.P. Parise and Chico Resch with the assists at 8:02, and it's four to one Islanders. And then later on in the second period, J.P. Parise completes his only career hat trick in the NHL. His fifth. Westfall and Jude Druan with the assist at 16:11. Bob Murdoch scored late in the second period from Dennis Marouk and Mike Christie to pull the Seals to within 5-2. And in the third period, Sabarin scored his second of the game from Klassen and Bob Gerard at 6.46. But after that, Chico Resch closes the door. Resch ends up making 21 saves to earn the win. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, J.P. Parise, a hat trick. He led the Islanders with seven shots on goal. He had one one assist as well, was a plus two, and clearly was the first star of this game. Now, Parise passed away uh, a few years back, but uh, certainly we wish him well, and obviously his son, uh, Zach Parise, finally joining the Islanders this year and off to, obviously, a disappointing start, but hopefully... He will be able to bounce back, and it's it's tough to watch him struggle so much. J.P. Parise is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Yes, we're only in December right now. I don't like to say that games in December are must-wins, but emotionally, the Islanders need to get off the schneid at UBS Arena, and they need to win this game against the Devils, preferably in regulation pick up the two points, book them, and start to get back into the swing of things. Again, I think if the Islanders do start to put a couple of wins together, things will be looking up in a fairly short amount of time. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Let's turn this around. And of course, let's go Islanders.